Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're tuned to the Steve Donahue Show on CPL Radio, your one-stop daily source for Steve's take on the world of books. And now your host, the book critic who literally reads everything, Steve Donahue. Greetings, fellow patrons of the Cedarburg Public Library. My name is Steve Donahue, and this is the first installment of the Steve Donahue Show. <laughs> I originally proposed the idea for this show to the Cedarburg Women's Club back in mid-1911. And a certain Miss Adele Kroenke, against whom I should stress I bear no ill will, uh, told me at the time that it wasn't quite suitable for the library's audience. But as we all know, things have gone to, a, uh, to heck in a handbasket since then. So my hour has come slouching around at last. <laughs> uh, and uh, first, before we get started on the Steve Donahue show, a word about me. Uh, as I mentioned, my name is Steve Donahue, and I'm a professional book critic. Uh, my reviews have appeared for a great many years in a great many publications, including The National out of Abu Dhabi, uh, the Martha's Vineyard Gazette, the Wall Street Journal, the Boston Globe, the Christian Science Monitor, the Washington Post, and the online literary journal Open Letters. Uh, unlike a great many of my fellow book reviewers, I do literally nothing else. No teaching job, no tenure track, no book royalties, no glittering heiress in a loveless marriage, <laughs> only reviewing. And as a result, I read all day long and all night long, and I am eternally delighted to chat about books. So here on the Steve Donahue Show, we will chat about book news, book views, book reviews, uh, pretty nearly as often as the august powers that be at the Cedarburg Public Library see fit. <laughs> uh, and we'll keep things simple in this inaugural outing. We'll start out with a funny bit of book news. Uh, the news involves the famous, or maybe I should say infamous, lawyer and former Harvard Law professor, Alan Dershowitz. Some of you will know Dershowitz for his tendency to join the very worst legal causes in defense of some of the very worst people in the history of the world, <laughs> including Mike Tyson, Leona Helmsley, Julian Assange, Harvey Weinstein, O.J. Simpson, and more recently, the late Jeffrey Epstein, 
the convicted sex offender who was found dead in his prison cell in July of last year. His cellmate had recently been mysteriously transferred out of their room before the night in question, and his guards, who were supposed to check on him every 30 minutes, decided on the night in question to take a nice restorative nap. And the security cameras that were trained on his cell uh, malfunctioned during the night in question. Uh, And as a result of all of that, naturally, uh, the official verdict was suicide. (laughs) But during his salad days, Epstein had conducted a peppy number of visitors on his Lolita Express airplane to his private island slash sex den. And one of those visitors had been his friend, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Once the law caught up with Epstein, Dershowitz found himself obliged to explain his visits to the aforementioned sex island in the best possible light, him being, after all, a married man with a decided preference for visiting his clients in jail rather than taking up residence there himself. Uh, You might have heard, Uh, some of his defenses, uh, something about them. They've been in the news. Uh, Everything was innocent. No hanky-panky took place. His accusers are lying. He retained his underpants during every suggestive massage, and so on. (laughs) Uh, His case has been extensively litigated in the court of social media, and it has to be said that the jury seems to be largely against him. Uh, This is, after all, a man who not only stood in the well of the Senate, and defended the 25 times accused of sexual harassment Donald Trump, but who also worked out a sweetheart plea deal for Jeffrey Epstein back in 2006. Uh, And he's in the news again, uh, just recently, and this is bookish. It's book-related. Dershowitz's own lawyer has filed a claim of defamation against what will stubbornly still refer to as Dershowitz's good name. (laughs) And the reason? Well, the reason is that in a recent episode of the CBS all-access law drama, The Good Fight, Uh, One of the characters tells another character that he took a disliking to Jeffrey Epstein after, quote, he ditched me for Dershowitz, adding that, quote, at least I didn't get a massage like that shyster. (laughs) Dershowitz's lawyer claimed that this was, quote, a direct attack on his professional reputation as an attorney and a professor of law, quote, (laughs) now, leaving aside the flagrant absurdity of a living flesh and blood lawyer serving notice on a fictional character. And leaving aside the fact that the, the actual quote in The Good Fight is that Alan Dershowitz was a lawyer for Jeffrey Epstein and that Alan Dershowitz did receive a massage in Jeffrey Epstein's island, both of which are facts, are points of fact that Dershowitz does not contend. Uh, and noting here for anybody who needs it noted that I myself am not a lawyer, <laughs> uh, I thought I'd point out that the main point of all this strikes me as one of sharp irony. Uh, throughout his entire career, Alan Dershowitz has regularly shoved himself into every garish spotlight he could find. And one fundamental change social media has worked on that kind of fame-seeking is that it's no longer even remotely under control of the seeker. You are how you're memed, and you have no control over that. Uh, Dershowitz has finally achieved what he seems to have always wanted. He has become a household name, a cultural referent. And the fact that it hasn't happened exactly the way he wants should be a lesson to all of us straight out of Star Trek. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Uh, Star Trek didn't mention going out of your way to defend reprehensible people and murderers. We can lump that in, too. (laughs) Uh, But in addition to bookish news, we can also do some quick reviews here for our inaugural episode of the Steve Donahue Show. And for the news, we'll start with the week's notable books, the week's new and notable books, the ones that are vaulting onto the New York Times bestseller list, the ones that are probably in your algorithm feeds and whatnot. And the first of those will be Midnight Sun, the new book by Twilight author Stephanie Meyer. 
Uh, Midnight Sun tells the story of Twilight, the first novel in that absolutely wretched series, only not from the viewpoint of sad sack heroine Bella Swan, uh, but rather from the viewpoint of century-old vampire stalker Edward Cullen. Uh, Twilight's innumerable fans will no doubt flock to this book and make it a summer bestseller, and the abysmal stupidity of the original series has pretty much rendered the sequel critic-proof. What's a critic going to say, after all? Well, <laughs> maybe along the lines of what this critic is going to say, because even so, it's worth pointing out that Midnight Sun is even worse than all of its predecessors in every way, is if that was even remotely possible. The sappy dialogue, the clunky pacing, the carefree lack of plotting are all bad enough. But also, as a first-person portrait of an immortal, inhuman being, Midnight Sun is about as convincing as, uh, well, as Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> uh, equally unconvincing, as if we stay on that line, would be Live Free or Die, uh, the new book by preposterous Fox Net Network Ted Baxter stand-in Sean Hannity. Uh, the book made news just recently because a classicist wrote in to Hannity's publishers and said that the Latin tagline on the book's cover was, quote, complete and utter gibberish. Uh, and I, as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, that certainly brings it in line with the rest of the book. <laughs> uh, the publicist pattern for the book goes like this. I'll quote it for you. Uh, quote, with radical Democrats demanding the Green New Deal, socialized medicine, abortion on demand, open borders, abolishing the Electoral College, packing the Supreme Court, and an end to free speech, our great nation will be fundamentally transformed beyond recognition if the Democrats, the radical Democrats, win the 2020 election. Uh, and right away, you can see where the gibberish comes in. <laughs> For instance, most Americans favor some kind of Green New Deal before the world literally burns down around us. Uh, most Americans favor some kind of socialized medicine, especially over the pay-forever Thunderdome of 2020 American health care. <laughs> uh, abortion on demand is, in fact, the law of the land already. Uh, nobody in the Democratic Party advocates for open borders, or ever has. Uh, most Americans polled on the subject favor the abolishment of the Electoral College, and the Supreme Court only needs packing because the radical Republicans in the Senate blocked a qualified nominee in order to clear the path for unqualified paleoconservative party apparatchiks. Uh, and so on, and so on, and so on. And that's just in the publisher flag, now let alone the book. Uh, maybe the whole thing would have benefited if it had been written in cod latin so no one could understand uh, and uh going from the the scandalous to the absurd we can we can talk about finding freedom a new book that is a rapidly becoming a bestseller by omid scroby and carolyn durand uh the this is the latest assessment of the current state of affairs in the venerable house of windsor <laughs> and it's by two members of that group we'll euphemistically refer to as royal watchers. Uh, and it deals with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, that is uh, Prince Harry and his American wife, Meghan Markle, uh, who made headlines in January by announcing Meghan's decision to separate Harry from his loving family and his royal duties and move to the United States where they'll somehow have to scrape by on his $41 million a year. Uh, as is the custom with books of this kind, our two authors don't actually know more about the subject than you yourself could read in the papers. I guess that's what we're referred to, or what's, what's meant as a royal watcher, is people who read about the royals in the paper. They don't have any insider knowledge. Uh, and what they lack in insider knowledge, uh, they also lack in writing skills. The book is breathlessly awful. Uh, 
Uh, and that reinforces the point that genuinely worthwhile books on the House of Windsor are very few and far between. And I'm afraid we won't be adding finding freedom to that particular line of succession. <laughs> uh, but it's not all bad news. Uh, in Cast by Isabella Wilkerson, uh, we have a new release that's well worth reading, an Oprah Book Club pick that's well worth your time. Wilkerson is the author of the universally praised The Warmth of Other Suns from about a decade ago. Uh, and in this book, she's, open, she's written an eye-opening and electrifying look at how the full spectrum of institutional racism in the United States looks more like a caste-style infrastructure that you might find in uh, Tsarist Russia or, or 20th century India than simple skin tone-based racism. Uh, it's an, an invaluable broadening of the question of racism and discrimination and otherness. Uh, and I don't think there was a single page of the book that didn't include at least one assertion with which I 100% disagreed. Uh, and for me, that made it totally invigorating as a reading experience. It's thoughtful and thought-provoking in a way that these kinds of books really should be. And uh, especially in light of news events in 2020, I strongly recommend it. You go to your bookstore and buy it or put it on hold at your library and give it a try. It will open your mind. It will make you think, even if you're arguing with it the whole time. Uh, and there you have it, fellow Cedarburg patrons. <laughs> your very first episode of the Steve Donahue Show. And before you've even fully recovered from this much tedious bookish nattering, the powers that be at the Cedarburg Public Library will probably have seen fit to inflict another one on you. <laughs> so, so I'll wrap this up and I will see you then. Take care. The Steve Donahue Show is a production of CPL Radio, a service of the Cedarburg Public Library located in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>